0: Support for the PCTA Fire podcast comes exclusively from listeners like yourself. If you appreciate the work we're doing, please show your support by sharing the podcast on social media and leaving us a five star review on your preferred podcast streaming service. Thanks once again for tuning in, and without any more delay, let's start the show. Hear ye, hear ye. In the icebox known as the PCTA Library, the State of the Union has been called to session. With us today is the Dr. Anna Margiata. Hi. In the house, the man with the plan, Philip Castro. Hello. And your PCTA Presidente at large. Large? You Lee call me large? Bryant. Yeah. Go right for the fat joke.
1: Large. All right, uh, this morning was a 10 a.m. school board meeting, which we have way too many of, because that way teachers can't attend. Mm-hmm. We have one 10 a.m. this week, we have one at 10 a.m. coming up, and then we finally had another 5 p.m. meeting. Well, this morning's uh, school board attending meeting was really, really populated with people from Equality Florida, really well attended, standing up for each other and pushing for the school board to come up with a set of guidelines on how LGBTQ plus people, teachers, and students can participate in the county, knowing what the rules are. And that goes into one of the things I brought up in my three minutes at the school board meeting, uh, talking about teacher burnout. The way I see it, there are several factors in such early burnout. I have never seen so many educators at such a breaking point so early in the school year. One of the most cruel and effective ways of breaking people is to punish them for breaking rules without knowing what the rules are. The state of Florida has turned this into a cruel game against educators in our state. The governor, the Department of Education, and the state legislature are constantly attacking educators with threats of punishment, up to and including loss of certification and even jail time for vaguely and ill-defined rules and laws. Labeling educators as groomers and indoctrinators while they are just doing the job of helping students become whole and complete human beings is punishment. Trying to make teachers fearful without them knowing where the lines are is cruel. The lack of proper work-life balance is another factor leading to the burnout of our educators. So much is put upon the educators in our state that to do their job correctly and completely, they almost always must work far and above what they are compensated for. It was pointed out at the last school board meeting how many teachers were sitting in the gallery, grading papers and entering grades at 5, 6, 7, and 8 o'clock, listening to the board discuss their policies that would affect their professions and lives or waiting for a chance to speak and share how difficult their lives were becoming. The system would collapse if teachers put in their compensated hours and then stopped to live their lives. Being or feeling underpaid. While the pay rate alone doesn't guarantee contentment, believing you were underpaid can and will contribute to job dissatisfaction and burnout. If an employee thinks their compensation doesn't match their work performance and their efforts, they will feel undervalued. Florida has made undercompensating educators into an art form. There are 21 laws on the books just to regulate educator pay. We are a state with historic budget surpluses, yet we pay 48th in the nation to educators. Budget surpluses are the equivalent of a corporation's profits and record profits deserve record contracts okay
2: I'm so happy to hear about um, the Equality Florida people all being there, and that's very nice.
1: It was it was a very nice turnout for them.
0: They have been on our side like crazy. Like they were at bargaining. I was there with them. I was talking to
3: Dylan. Dylan. Dylan from Florida Faith.
2: Oh, Florida Faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Faith, Faith in Florida, one or the other. If they
3: um, they had a hand in organizing that thing this past Saturday at the Jet Jackson Center, no?
1: Yes, you know, uh, yeah. I was at the Jet Jackson Center. Saturday was a great day. They yeah, had a was- two-hour Zoom call sitting in the parking lot of the Jet Jackson Center so I could run inside this center for the beginning of the the next meeting, which was people-powered education.
0: It's really nice and it makes it it feel like it's all for something where these people are spending their own time to support teachers as well. It's not just
3: us out there yelling, it's the community behind us as well. It really does make us feel valued. Which was, I mean, that was kind of one of our goals at the beginning of this because, you know, I remember the very first couple of school board meetings we went to, it was pretty sparsely attended, but now we've got all these groups coming out and, you know, shoring up uh, our ranks and helping us out. So
1: some of the groups that were out there uh, Saturday were Florida Rising, uh, Faith in Florida, which you just mentioned, LULAC, uh, SEIU, the Support Employees Union, uh, PCTA, PESPA, Families for Florida uh, for Strong Public Schools, Florida Freedom to Read, and the League of Women Voters were all there Saturday.
3: That's really cool.
0: I don't think we're seeing the immediate effects from this yet. But I do think something great's gonna come from all this eventually, and we are gonna see it eventually. Mm
2: -hmm. And I love that they were asking for um, guidelines for the LGBTQ students and teachers. We were just talking to, I don't even know who that person was that we were talking to.
0: PBS, right? PBS. yeah.
2: I, I walked into them talking to this person, um, and I joined. And she asked me how um, being a sponsor of GSA is different now that like there are all these like bills, like eight House Bill ten sixty nine, and it was like hard to even explain to her. Like it's just that Shannon and I are nervous all the time. That's like really what the thing is. Like the the lack of clarity that you mentioned.
0: I took away the part of that you mentioned about grooming. And this is a conversation I had with—I I forget who I had this conversation with. I think it was at the school board. But the idea of grooming, like, I want to know where it got lost <laughs> about this this connotation we associate with grooming. Because it used to be like, I'm grooming this person for to take my position. You know, it, it's it's a positive thing, All
1: right? Like I groomed you. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but
0: you're, you're, you're grooming people to be successful or you're grooming them to, you know, take on the job that's going to come, you know, I don't know why we're associating it now so negatively about what we're doing. Like if I groom a child to be successful
3: am i a bad person well this is this is what the moms for liberty do they just steal good words like freedom and patriot and america and now they want like anything that could be associated with like mentorship now that's bad now too
2: well i think it is part of like a very purposeful like attack on like lgbcq people coming from like the far right over the past couple years um Like, there's the whole... For a while, they were trying to say it's the LGBTQP. They want to have the pedophiles in there. Pedophiles are part of the LGBT... Like, this is, like, Alex Jones, far-right type (laughs) stuff. Yeah. And it's from that same sort of hemisphere that this grooming thing i was just gonna came. say
3: i've never heard them want i've never heard the alex jones type say they want to add the p so anna are you saying you listen to alex jones
2: <laughs> well i listen to knowledge <laughs> fight add, add the p i haven't heard that oh, okay. uh, i listen to knowledge fight it's a yeah. podcast <laughs> it's about about him
0: shout out to knowledge fight um
2: yeah. but yeah like grooming is like the it's like the new F slur, T slur for like queer people. It's like the hot new slur at this point, I think. I don't know. So it's just a thing to call the these people. So are
0: educators gay or are they pedophiles?
2: Yes. They say, they say, <laughs> okay. that's the thing. They cool. wanna add, add, cool. add well, they don't they're they are disingenuous, but it's adding the P to LGBTQ and it's pedophiles. They're all the same.
1: I'm tired of this planet, man. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. Uh, my daughter says all the people at her age group just say, This timeline sucks. (laughs) It sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I
3: read a thing on um, like Instagram that was saying, What if somebody has been going back in time to constantly keep fixing things since like 2016 and it's just been getting worse each time? It's like the butterfly effect. (laughs) They just keep trying to make it better by making it worse each time. A squirrel
1: broke into the. the Collider, the hadron. Yeah. Yes, i heard that one too. sparked us into a bad timeline. I've heard that too, that that's also
3: another conspiracy theory, that they turned on the Large Hadron Collider, and now we're in the worst timeline. I saw Ashton Kutcher running around the building earlier. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to fix things. <laughs> he was trying to put the P into LGBTQ. Yes.
1: <laughs> the one I heard the other day was the emergency broadcast test on the 4th okay. is actually designed to... Spark the crystal, the nano crystals that were in the vaccines oh. that we all got for COVID, and mm. and I don't know, make us dance a jig. I don't know what it's supposed to it's do. Gonna make us gay? Oh, I but just got it- autistic. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
3: None of this makes any sense. <laughs> Yeah, highlight, highlights, Phil. Um, yeah, actually, right in the very beginning, I I did read all of Lee's speech, and I you know I listened to it. But in the very beginning, you said that um, a teacher, you've never seen teachers reaching their breaking point this early in the school year. And I mean, we have quite a few new teachers at our site and um, we had a planning day yesterday. We all went out to lunch and I heard pretty much that exact same thing um, coming from those of us who've been here a couple years. And our new teachers were kind of falling apart a little bit. And I I agree. I mean, I myself uh, feel much more overwhelmed and stressed this year. And I don't really have a particular reason. I mean, you guys already know that last year was terrible for me. I, it was an extremely difficult year for me, mm-hmm. um, and this year I am so much more exhausted, and I don't really know why. Like I'm, I'm doing the, you know, the the same, maybe a little bit more amount of planning. I'm very clear with like my my work life balance. You know, I don't answer emails, or you know, I try to do as little as possible from home. But our new teachers who are, you know, answering emails constantly, you know, they'll take a day off and, uh, you know, to go, you Just know, see work. work. Yeah. To yeah. And then
2: be at home working all day.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. It's and I and, I, and they haven't learned boundaries yet. They haven't learned the boundaries. Right. And so, like, that makes sense. But even the rest of us are like, why is this school year crushing us? And I think, you know, Brendan was talking about our meetings, our meeting schedules earlier today at school. And I think it's just, you know, somebody at some level of admin got like a bug about this of like we need to we need to run these we need to run these teachers through the mill. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on?
1: Well, you think it's bad at high school. You ought to see the meeting schedules at elementary school. I know. It's, there's like lots of little Lord Farquads out there running yeah. their little kingdoms. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Um, let's do a membership
1: update. We are, and uh, Cheryl in our office here, ran the numbers for me yesterday. Today's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Uh, When I came in yesterday, I was like, because I constantly worry about the numbers. She ran the numbers and projected forward. And if we maintain the pace that we're at right now, we should squeak in at 60% by December, by the middle of December, which is our deadline. So we are on task, we are on goal, But barely. So we've got to speed it up. And I do think that people are going to be starting to join more, especially in December when they start noticing. I've heard some people go, well, I'll join if you get close. And my answer (laughs) is, we can't get close until you join. There's a little problem with that. But October 1st is a big deadline in Florida for all these laws going into effect. And some districts in the state, as early as October 7th, Face recertification costs. Wow. So when if some of these smaller places start decertifying, hmm. I think that might light a fire for some of the others.
0: But Lee, what's the point? It's not going to be around next semester anyway.
1: Yes, it will. This oh. this union's not going anywhere. I don't I don't care who I have to run over with a truck. We're <laughs> going to be here. We're going to be here. I will drag people kicking and screaming. I union, love a union made truck. A union made <laughs> truck. UAW certified. <laughs> Let's do a bargaining update. We are bargaining tomorrow. We came in asking 7.9% because of the cost of living in the area. It's actually come down a little bit in the last month where we've been bargaining down to 7.3. They came back with 2.5. We've been barking back and forth about the numbers. We have a bargaining session tomorrow. And we have some questions about some of the math that's been used. Oh, So... uh, I know this will not play before the bargaining meeting. No. So the math is questionable, and we're going to call them out on it at the beginning of the meeting. I'm going to call them out on it. (laughs) Sick. (laughs) Yeah, I don't math well. X equals buried treasure. Yeah. But I don't like people taking my money. Mm -hmm.
3: I do know that that's exactly what happened at the Hillsborough's bargaining at the same time. Um, I don't know. It might actually be. Is it at the exact same time? Because they've been kind of on schedule. No, they're bargaining thursday, thursday yeah, right? this week also, yeah. La- yeah so i think uh i think last last bargaining session hillsborough was actually bargaining at the exact same time so i was getting live updates uh from my girlfriend but um they their cfo was did the exact same thing was like calling them out on the math and i guess the district wasn't ready for that so I know just walking in this building today,
0: setting up the equipment, um, the staffers, Jamie, they were like, oh, you better go to bargaining tomorrow. It's going to be it's gonna be eventful. They're, they're, they're it gonna, will be. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe this could be our last session tomorrow, but in the future, guys, I mean, we got to start filling up these rooms. We got to start having more people come to bargaining. We're all allowed to go.
1: Yeah. Everyone is invited, especially to our building where we can hold 100 people in the room. Easy. Mm-hmm. True
3: a picture of like fast and the furious like 1000 came up and paul walker was still there i thought he died in like the first one
1: yeah
3: i've never seen any of them i've never seen a single fast and furious movie
0: hey everyone and welcome back to pcta's fire podcast I'm Brennan take it, and then your S.
3: How
2: many names
3: got called and no one walked up to speak? Oh. There was way more than two of them. I did not there. So realize.
0: So the plan that. actually worked.
2: Yes, yes. absolutely. So, like, I counted 31 minutes of time. Sat down, I like turned to Brennan, and I was like, "They're gonna like peek in and see that we're here and leave." And like, I guess that's I was, I was right. what happened was right. That's what happened.
3: But to be clear, we are talking about the new presentation of the proclamation designating the month. Phil. <laughs> And he said, Joe Biden said about the UAW, he says, I believe they should go further to ensure that profits mean record contracts for the UAW. So the automakers of the United States are, um, there are several t- uh, um, What's a cool thing PCTA is doing right now with the community?
1: Well, I just talked about the uh, Florida rising thing. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, coming up, we're gonna be doing, and we'd like to do this every year. It's simple called Boo Bash. At Halloween, we get in costume. We pass out candy at uh, Thresher Field. It's a fun time. Uh, Do you get dressed Dad? Uh Last year, I dressed up as Spaceballs Barf. Oh, I, I okay. still have the overalls. Nice. Uh, and I made my own uh, own dog cookies <laughs> and put them in a milk box around my neck. And when kids would come up, i go, want a cookie? And they'd look at me all gross because it looks like a dog biscuit. And then I would eat it.
0: <laughs> That's really cool. I think it's a good opportunity to meet parents and meet people in the community and be like, Hey, I'm a public school teacher. I'm not a groomer or a trainer. I'm just like, a am a person who hands out candy and I hang out and I teach kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we, have, we do all sorts of things during yeah. the year. We have the Martin Luther King Jr. Parade in January. Yeah. I'd really like to see more members show up for that. It's a, it's a premier event. And we don't get as many educators as we need to. Uh, Last year, we participated in the Chili Blaze cook-off in Pinellas Park. We're going to do that again, and we're going to win again. Mm -hmm.
3: I know that um, we had mentioned this at the executive board meeting, and Anna, I just forwarded you the email. Um, We were talking about going and and getting more engaged with the PTSA, the the parent-teachers. It's a great idea. And um, one thing that me and Anna had suggested was that they should reach out to department chairs and just kind of, kind of gauge, you know, involvement and membership that way. And um, our department chair, Chair Roddy Benton, sent a thing out to the whole English department um, pretty much saying exactly what the PTSA, uh, what we had said at the meeting, that they were asking teachers what they need or what they would like. So they are taking, they are listening to us and they are, uh, you know, taking advice and reaching out to teachers. So it's been pretty cool.
2: They also have a list of all of our birthdays that is something that i saw in an email chain this week they got the list of the teacher birthdays awesome
3: good <laughs> i don't know if i like that they have it they, 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 they have they, it they specifically said they left the years off yeah the, so. the
2: year is not oh,
3: on yes. there oh, you
1: have no idea what it's like yet to scroll back on the year <laughs> counter and scroll and scroll and scroll oh there kidding. we are yeah they the kept- 60s <clears throat>
2: They can look up all our signs.
3: (laughs) Oh, We should tell them what we want is our star sign tattoos. Can can they get a PTSA tattoo artist? (laughs) If you're a tattoo artist, it likes unions. (laughs) I'm an Aries. (laughs) All right, guys, um, we're
0: gonna take a little break and when we get back, we're gonna do our bin questions. The State of the Union is a monthly series designed to address member concerns by providing direct answers from their leadership. If you'd like us to discuss your questions and concerns in the next episode, or if you are a dues-paying member who would like to participate in one of our recordings, please email us at pctafirepod at gmail.com. That's p-c-t-a-f-y-r-e-p-o-d at gmail.com. Hello there. If you support the podcast, you can now donate directly to us from the link in the description. You can donate 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 monthly. Your donation can help get me, Aziz, off the streets. Well, unfortunately, Aziz will always be on the streets. He yearns for the streets. But your support will go towards producing high-quality episodes just like the one you're
3: listening to right now. Your support helps us keep gas in the tank, food on our tables, and our classrooms full of pencils and paper. We all know educators all over America undervalued and underpaid. Help us. MOOCs like me continue to bring recognition and a voice to education professionals.
0: And we're back and we're going to do our bin questions. So from our faculty rep meetings, um, many members often leave sticky notes with questions for Lee to answer in the email. And we have them here. And of course you'll get the email, but also we can read them here and discuss it here. So Uh,
3: I can go, I just have the one. All right. It says, can elementary teachers be mandated to do book studies?
1: No. No, you can't. I don't don't know what this means. I don't know what that means either. There are some schools out there where they want everybody to read this book so that we're all at the same place.
3: Like Oprah's Book Club?
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: kind of, but it's probably instructional guided. But the problem is, unless you're being paid for it, they can't make you do it. Right. So they have to find time on the clock to make you do it. If they try to say, read this after work and we'll talk about it next week, the answer is negative. I'm being paid for it or I'm not going to be doing it in my own time. I have enough things to do in my own time. You can't make somebody read their curriculum for free. Mm-hmm.
2: I I mean, if if anyone wants to pay me to read, I would be so down. That sounds really cool.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, doing things off the clock, I mean, broadly broadly the answer is no. You can't make me do anything off the clock. Oh. We
1: do. We all. We all have right, hours, but I'm and hours and hours and hours and hours. Right. But they can't make you. Right. Yeah. They can't mandate it.
2: Um, mine says, "Can we be forced to give up a planning period or multiple to administer fast testing?" What advice can I give my members who are losing many planning periods? Oh my God,
1: good question. That is a it, good one. It happens every year. The contract says testing duties will be distributed among the staff, so they cannot go after the same people. Test after test after test, give up your planning period, time after time after time. It has to be distributed amongst the faculty. How do you fight that? By standing up and saying, hey, listen, I've done this too many times. If you have a strong faculty rep, you go to your faculty rep and say, Mr. Pickett, they're making me test too much. And I say, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have a strong faculty rep at your school, maybe you should be the faculty rep. Mm -hmm. Also that. Mm -hmm.
3: Lee, I don't think he did a good job of grooming Pickett. He's just going to tell members to leave him alone. (laughs) I'm tired.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have one. What are some legitimate reasons for a success plan? That's a good one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, success plans are under misunderstood by a lot of administrators. It is something you develop in collaboration. Here's the deal, none of us are perfect. So if they wanna put you on a success plan, they have to define what you're deficient in, mm-hmm. and you have to agree that, yes, I need some work on that. We all have deficiencies. So maybe I need to learn how to write lesson plans better. I was never a great lesson plan writer. I didn't, so if they wanted to school me on how to become a better lesson plan writer, then I would do that. Anything that you need help with, you have to develop it in collaboration. I think that's the key word there. It is. They can't make you say, well, you're gonna do this and you're gonna do this. No, you have to develop it in collaboration. It's work on both ends. It is.
0: Yeah. I've seen it used where it's punitive. Like, you're going to give me a weekly lesson plan. You're going to do
1: this. No, it has to be developed in
0: collaboration. Yeah. So, if you're a rep out there and you're hearing this, that's important to remember. (sighs) (laughs)
2: Um, The next question is, can we be told what type of behavior management system we have in classrooms? Is school-wide PBIS mandatory?
1: you can have a school-wide plan for behavior but in your classroom you're also in charge of your classroom so you can set up your system within the confines of the the school behavior plan and remember with the new uh, referral system it is tracking they are piloting online referrals in in different schools throughout the semester throughout the rest of this semester it's in the pilot program so Teachers are not going to have to ask for referrals. I've heard way too many instances where they, they, they're they doling them out. Two at a time? Yeah, one at a time in Ooh, many schools. One at a time. Well, it will be online. But by the end of the year, it will be online everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's in the pilot program right now for online referrals. But you develop what works in your classroom.
3: Have all, have all of us, I guess there's the exception of Lee, written the new referral forms?
2: I have, I did one.
3: Brandon, have you done it yet? I have, it's a it's a task. It is.
0: It's
2: yeah. a full page. It's a full. Like, but we only have to fill out half of it. The other half is for admin. That is true.
1: Yeah, I helped, uh, we worked on it. The PCTA sat down with the county. Yeah. And we worked on coming up with a referral system and putting things in order. And we also put in the, on the back page, the different tiers. Right. Of what's there, so yeah. some people would go, "That's a that's an insult." No, wait a minute, That falls into this. It's <laughs> not a very big deal yeah. in the long run. So. I guess it's it's like tangentially
3: related, but um, I've been using the MTSS system a lot, which we've been asked to do, and then some administrators say don't do that. Um, but I, I use it to try to like reach out to everybody all at once and find out like where a child is or you know what's going on. This kid was here, or now their grades are slipping, or this kid's always tired. Like has anybody else noticed? Whatever. Um, And a lot of times, like the admin response is, oh, fill out a referral, fill out a tardy slip, fill out a dress code, fill out of this. So like the answer is just more paperwork. So I'm like, hey, this kid is just like they're late every day. They kind of smell like marijuana. What am I supposed to do? And they're like, just fill out more paperwork about it. And like the answer is always more paperwork about it. Let me transition this. We used to have
0: instant reports. Now the office will track behavior calls. Teachers are worried about the paper trail. (laughs)
1: paper trails are actually your friend no they are yeah and, and many people act like it's it's something wrong paper trails show that you are taking the steps necessary to help the student achieve the goals that they need so you have a you can't you can say look i put in focus that we had a problem with johnny that day cheating on a test it's your paper trail, and you can, and the parents can see it in focus. So you can say, if you were checking focus, you would see that this is the fifth time mm-hmm. I've had to correct little Johnny.
3: So, how much weight does the MTSS system carry?
1: Uh, that's going to be up uh, to different schools, I guess, the way they handle it.
3: Okay, because
1: I, I don't. I guess part of
3: my frustration is. We have separate forms for discipline. That's the referral form. There's a separate form for lunchtime detention. There's a separate form for dress code, a separate form for tardies. Uh, Those are the four that I can remember. Um, And on top of that, I mean, obviously, the paper trail is good, and you do want to mark you know, um, parent and guardian contact in focus because that is your friend, but that's like another thing to do. So if if a kid is consistently late, you got to fill out a tardy slip, and then it's like a lunchtime referral, and then you got to call home, and it's like a thing in focus. And we've been talking about this whole time how we don't have time to do this stuff.
1: Actually, the uh, the referral system says parent contact. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say teacher parent contact.
3: So anybody can contact. Yeah, the office can call. So now, I, best
1: practice would be for you to call it because you know what happened. Right. But it says parent contact.
3: Well, I have one more bonus question.
0: The PCT podcast recently um, oh. released a survey asking people, where should the Pinellas County School Board focus the budget for next year? And it's split between <laughs> staff salaries yeah. and dumb, stupid buildings. What's your take on this?
1: A deciding vote. Uh, well, we do have some dumb, stupid buildings. Uh, Clearwater High School is clearly not oriented properly, <laughs> and it has way too many windows facing the wrong direction.
2: When will we lift it up and turn it on it?
1: Uh, turn it around. By the way, if you've never noticed, the football field at Clearwater High School goes the wrong direction. What does that mean? Football fields traditionally orient east-west. Oh, really? And. Clearwater High goes north-south.
3: Is it like a wind thing?
1: No, it's a sun thing.
3: Oh. Mm. Dumb, mm. stupid fields. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, thank you for that. You're welcome. We done. had to settle that one. Yeah. <laughs> How about solar? We live in a sunshine state. Yeah. Sunshine. Uh, efficient buildings? What are they called again?
2: Passive. High efficiency, passive, solar-powered buildings. That's uh, it.
3: I'm in. I'm 110% in, Mark. <laughs> All right. All right. That's the uh, State of the Union. Um, I'm Brennan.
2: I'm Dr. Anna.
0: I'm Philip. And I'm Lee. And Mark Clutho is correct about everything he's ever said about um, buildings.
2: Mark. Well, maybe. <laughs> <I> mean,
0: <laughs> Mark Clutho was right. See you guys. to remind our listeners that the Pinellas County School Board has scheduled upcoming meetings for the following dates, October 10th and November 14th at 10 a.m., as well as October 24th at 5 p.m. It is of utmost importance for teachers, parents, and community members to attend these meetings and actively advocate for public education. We extend a special thank you as always to Philip El Castro for providing our captivating theme music and Artifact for contributing fantastic tracks during our intermissions and promos. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Artifact's music at artifactjoints.bandcamp.com. Furthermore, we want to express our heartfelt gratitude towards our dedicated PCTA staffers, Jamie Beck, Brian Bouton Carla Correa, and Susan Spaulding our executive director, Lindsay Blankenbaker, PCTA president, Lee Bryant, our union dad, PESPA president, Nellie Henyes, and all of our supporters within the podcast community. Your unwavering support and dedication has been instrumental in keeping us motivated for the challenges ahead. That's it for today. I'm Brennan Pickett. Peace out, everyone.